nearly four decades later. And they're still talking to each other. On the telephone? Stay a minute for observations, reviews. What kind of an ending is that? Ranting. No, God, please, no! And maybe a couple guests. It's commentary you didn't ask for and a podcast you don't need. This is Absolute BS Trust me. with Brad and Steve. Shall we play Welcome to another edition of Absolute BS with Brad and Steve, the podcast that strives to uncover real stories, real perspectives, and takes a look behind the curtain of our friends and Grand Rapids celebrities we all adore. You'll be surprised at some of the things they say. If you like what you hear, give us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or other social media, and please share with your friends. Now stick around as we talk to Megan Saul and get to listen to all of her BS. Welcome back, everybody, to another exhilarating episode of absolute bs and boy do we have a good one here today brad who, who are we talking to high energy steve thank you for that today we have the amazing and i use that word a lot but amazing megan saul she is the deputy city manager for the city of wyoming and she told me it comes with a badge she can pull you over you can, isn't that really correct? Yeah, that's not actually true, oh. but in my mind, I like to believe it's true. Oh, I thought that would actually be pretty good. Well, thank you, Megan, for sitting down with us today. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. So excited. Awesome. Equally terrified as well, but excited. You don't have to be terrified. It's a scary room. Everybody comes out of here unscathed. So we'll, we'll start off with the labs. You know, tell us a little bit about your city managerial position. What does that actually entail, and why is that important to anybody? So in layman's terms, I'm a real-life Leslie Nope in many ways. For you are this. not the first person to say that here. Yes. Interesting. Yes. About so, Megan? Or no, about, no, just about their position. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. So you've had a lot of Leslie Nopes on the show? Uh, on the podcast? They seem to think so. Okay. I think so, yeah. That's cool. So in the city of Wyoming, we have a council manager form of government, which means the, um, the mayor is essentially a figurehead, but does not do the day-to-day running of the city. Rather, the city manager does that. And I am the deputy city manager, so I um, am sort of my boss's right hand, but also I oversee economic development, communications, and other duties as assigned. Oh, very nice. nice. I went down this whole Dukes of Hazard train with the deputy city manager. Um, I also see across the table that uh, you're of Asian descent. And you have a little bit of an interesting history about that. Let's just jump right into some things. Okay, wow, yeah. Yeah. Warm up and get into it. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I was born in South Korea. Uh, I'm adopted. So I tell most people that I'm Dutch Korean. I came to the bustling metropolis of Allendale at the age of three and a half months old. Um, I was adopted into a family that was primarily of Dutch descent. Mm -hmm. I do have a sister who's adopted from Korea as well. Um, But I mostly grew up thinking I was a white Dutch kid. So you have a you do have a sister that's not a blood sister. Correct. We're not bio, okay. biologically related. No kidding. Um, but people think we did because you know we're both Asian and people right. get that confused. Well, Caucasians have this issue with kind of lumping things yeah. together a lot. Yeah, and you're not blonde either, so the Dutch part didn't really take. That, that's correct. I, I have to tell you though, growing up in that environment, uh, I remember one day I was in middle school. Um, by that point, I have three older brothers. They're all out of the house, so family dinners were my mom and dad at ends of the table, my sister and I across from each other. And I remember looking at my sister and then turning and looking at my mom and looking at my sister and turning and looking at my dad. And I said, we don't really look that different from you, do we? (laughs) And they busted out laughing like it was the funniest thing they'd ever heard. Awesome. Yeah. Because apparently we do look very different. Who knew? Uh, Yeah. Well, I guess so. Did you have some challenges growing up with any of that over in Allendale? Like, 
I mean, just clearly, like racism, separation, feeling different, um, people throwing that at you. I was really fortunate. There were other kids in my class who were adopted as well. So there was a girl from Bangladesh. There was another girl from Korea. Um, And my family did foster care. So primarily domestic. We um, were licensed for children up to age four. My mom is a real-life baby whisperer, so we always had a baby in the house, and I was very familiar with adoption and foster care. And so it was a much more normal thing for me. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really grateful for that because Mm -hmm. I I understand how it works. I've seen some of the circumstances that people go through, which causes them to believe that letting their child be adopted is a better life for that individual or for that child. Mm -hmm. Um, My family has probably had over 300 children through our home. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you. Would you consider adoption in your life? Not now, but in, in your life in general, as you were adopted, would you consider that yourself? So I'm kind of torn on the issue, to tell you the truth. Um, I've had the great fortune to be able to travel to a lot of countries, many that are less fortunate than ours is. And I see children who don't have families and maybe live in orphanages, and you just wonder, would they do better? Would they have a better opportunity to thrive if they were in a home with loving family members and whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, opportunities? Uh, But at the same time, there's a lot of research out there these days about the emotional toil that and mental toil that it has on any individual when they're taken from their home. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So we talk about the refugee crisis these days. There are a lot of people who say that it it is not right to take children out of their home. There's actually a movement of Korean adoptees who are moving back. And there's a specific neighborhood outside of Seoul. There's a great New York Times article about this a couple years ago. And they're all returning. They're all returning home um, back to Korea uh, because they feel like they never should have left. So, wow. is it? Do you put your energy into making that place better for them to grow up, or do you put more energy into adopting and rescuing? I'm putting air quotes up, rescuing them from their own country. So that's a challenge. Yeah, that's a big question. Yeah. Wow. Well, so you grew up in Allendale. Uh, and then a you, haven for adoption, apparently. Haven like, for going ad- to school with a lot of adopted kids. It was think, huge in the late '80s or one. whatever the hell that was. Everybody yeah. was doing it. Um, so you are, and I, I was remiss in saying this at the beginning. You are a GVSU trustee, also. I am. So you have never strayed away. I mean, Allendale just calls to you all the time. <laughs> I mean, mm. are you wearing blue and white right now? I mean, you know what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, Allendale calls to me. So. Uh, it's like a musical. Islanddale calls to me. Sorry. Um, that'll have to be a special podcast where you debut the the lead song to Islanddale calls to me, right. a rousing musical by Brad Lackman Brad and Lackman. Steve Steckity. Well, that kind of brings me around to something new that I want to try with you uh, here. Brad doesn't even actually know about this. Oh boy! So taking so cues from from nightlife, uh, you know, like nighttime talk shows and things like that. Those are some of the dumb games that we kind of play in here. So. I thought it'd be interesting if I would come up with a series of truth and lies about Brad growing up, since I've known him for so long, and I will throw one of these at you every you know few conversation topics, and I just want you to see if that if you think that is the truth or a lie. He doesn't even know, so his face might give away things, well, but I'm asking you, Brad, to use your whatever and... Uh, I will use my whatever clean. to yeah. do that. Okay. And you know, my memory is a little shoddy, so this <laughs> so might I be, be funny totally, on yeah. a whole new level. Yeah. For, okay. All right. So we'll just start with one real quick one here. Okay. Brad Lackman delivered bagels to make money in high school. Is that a truth or a lie? I think it's a lie. Why would you think that's a lie? 
who's going to pay to have bagels delivered to them? Well, Megan, you would be wrong because Brad Lechman did deliver bagels from a bagel reek delicatessen in your little van. (laughs) I delivered bagels from Buddy's Bagelry and Delicatessen in Gaslight Village for like three years. My 85 VW bus smelled like everything in onion bagels (laughs) for every date that I was blessed to get. And it was, I mean, windows down in the winter because it was onions and garlic yeah, everywhere. Yeah, that was pretty nasty. And you were, like, trying to date around then, too. So, like, bringing anybody in your car was Yeah, funky. I would invite anybody into that love machine. But let me tell you something. Um, the, who were we delivering to? Every coffee house in town. Oh, remember, they had yeah, the remember best bagels. Runs with you, yeah. And you were, like, wholesaling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd be playing eight tracks. It was okay. hot. <laughs> Do uh, uh, one more. Brad Lackman is an accomplished... Singer and stage actor. Is this falsehood or is this? Well, I accurate? know he's a theater guy. Um, how do we define accomplished? I know, I'm thinking of that right oh, now. Okay. So, that's real good. Real he's good. actually been on stage in front of people before, so they've seen him and uh, many times. And that would be an accomplishment. <laughs> civic theater, places like that downtown, and yes. he used to sing a lot. So. so it's true? Yeah, it's true. So I got I that say, half right? You got it half right, okay. yeah. Okay. Great. I'm excited to hear future questions where they're not true. Where they're not? Because no. I've been easy to fake this right now. Oh, yeah, now, okay. But, all right. right. Well, we'll get back to some a little bit later on. So uh, as a public administrator, you obviously probably get out and about town glad-handing people and doing things like going to movies. Can you think of any movie experience you've had recently that was either worthwhile or a terrible one? Well, um, so I just want to give a little shout out to our friends at Studio C. Um, I'm going there tonight, actually. Studio Park. Shoot. Mm-hmm. We saw a movie there the opening night. We saw Judy, which... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, was that good? It was, but it was it was kind of sad. Yeah. Well, um, that her life was kind of sad. Yeah. Eventually. But then I saw or, the preview for it on TV, and they made it look very up and very happy. And uh, I thought, Martin. oh, When you said sorry, sad, I thought you were going to say sad because Renee Zellweger is like that now. Like, oh, I, you think her lifestyle is yeah? I thought that was to, a little sad oh, too. I don't how know. do we know that? I don't Are know you her that. neighbor? Yeah. No, I just no, no. She, I think she's had so much work done that I don't even oh, recognize her anymore. Okay, and that was a little sad to me. I'm okay. sorry. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. That that wasn't the example I was going to use though. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided I was going to self-disclose. This last winter, um, I went through a little Hallmark Channel phase. Mm. Um, the worst movies I've ever seen, very formulaic. I mean, I could write one for you right now mm-hmm. and tell you how it goes, but I, uh, I became a little addicted to Hallmark movies. And you oh. know, there are all these like very Ooh. prescribed love stories. Yeah. Young happy woman runs coffee shop, runs into wayward stranger Oh yeah, day, but somehow affords Burberry yeah. coats <laughs> while working at a coffee oh, shop, yeah, which my girlfriends and I all think is crazy, but mm-hmm. it's cool. It's cool. Um, maybe she got it from a thrift store. That's maybe, fine. Maybe I don't care Maybe she got it from people. a present from her parents That's yeah. Christmas I, that year. I get all my Burberry at the thrift store. I do actually own some articles of clothing that I have no right owning, like, and they were gifted to me at certain points in my That's life. Great. So You're standing up for Hallmark movies. I was say, no. I won't judge you no. when I see you on a Hallmark movie then wearing Well, no, you just don't judge me if you see me in a super awesome suit coat or something like that, because that may have been a present. Oh, Wait, but can I tell you that player. it's off? <laughs> so, sorry. So, Hallmark movies suck, and you like them for some reason. No, it was just a season. It was like it was like a I don't know a sad sad lonely wintertime season. Oh, were you sad this winter? I don't know. It was a long depressing kind of. I winter. really had to like rip myself away from these things. So I thought this is not real life. 
These are movies you like are ridiculous. Big red bowl popcorn in a blanket, you know, a snuggie munching on the couch, um, crying pepper, or peppermint no. lattes. No, oh, no, I don't drink peppermint no? lattes. Okay. That's not really my thing. Pure pumpkin but spice all you, the way. You can stay in the room. Black that's coffee, fun. thanks. Okay. Oh, oh, that's hipper. Okay. <laughs> so, um, no, no crap. Well, I mean, that those are crap movies. But have you seen anything that's good or bad out there right now? I haven't seen one in a while, but. I, the last one we saw, I talked about the Joker. Oh, that's going, a whole that's, I'm going to see that tonight, actually. So. Oh, yeah, I can't watch stuff like that. Why? Because I work in local government mm-hmm. and I see stuff that happens for real. For real, yeah. yeah. And while knock on something, we haven't had any Jokers in our town lately. Mm-hmm. Like the world is crazy and yeah. kind of upsetting, and I can't, I can't watch it on a. You big don't want screen. to see that cinematically beautiful Mm-mm. experience you, of that. Okay. Do you not believe it deflates? Because I love watching that stuff, but I, I do believe it's a release. It lets you look at things and know that it's not, you know, it's not real. Once you see that melodramatically put on there, you can kind of get it out of your. Well, you can kind of like not. Get, I mean, I don't know. I, I I related it to Seven, you know, with Brad Pitt oh, and Seven. Yeah. yeah, awesome. And I don't think that brought anything to my life watching that. It haunts my dreams. Seven. I wrote my film thesis on that in school. That is. Yeah. A oh, this is why we are fantastic movie. Is why, oh, I think it's a great movie. I just think this is why. We are the antithesis of each other when interviewing. Oh, so gotcha. Perfect fit. All right, another truth or lie. Brad was incarcerated for one night in Japan after a bar fight defending the honor of a girl who then became his wife. I really want that to be true. Is it true or is it false? I'm going to say true. you got to tell me when to answer. No, that is not true. That is not at all true. <laughs> Brad, can you make that true? Listen, can you recreate my, my, that? Uh, my uh, wedding anniversary is tomorrow, mm-hmm. so I'm going to use that you're tomorrow. Like, Honey, you know, you remember that time that I saved you Wait, from that perfect? you're going to gaslight your wife into thinking totally, you saved her from totally a bar, bar It was almost 20 years ago. Who the hell knows? Uh, no, that is not true. Okay. I did. We did meet at a romantic place in Japan called a bar, and uh, we are now married, but yeah. All right, one more. I'm disappointed now. Brad initially went to college because he wanted to be a veterinarian. Is that true or false? Is it true? Is, it, is that a question or is that a state? Is that your answer? I feel like it's a trick one. Well, that these are either true or they're false. So. I want to say it's false. You are correct. Yes. Yeah, I don't like animals that much. <laughs> um, I've grown to love the two cats I have, but dogs... I'm not, I'm not a fan. You have two cats? We have two cats. You do? I don't even know. What that. are their yeah. names? Emma and Emerson. M&M. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little harm, Hallmark Channel cute. Yeah. Like yeah. in that way. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's move on to our... By the way, our, the our... next podcast will be the Specialty Steve podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just oh, telling yeah. you this all. We'll move great. on to our next uh, our next little game, which is Get to Know Megan. So you um, appear to be a lovely gal in the world. You are very... Uh, uh, Sure of yourself. Got a great job, everything going on. And this is a game to see how dateable you are, though. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Series of this or that questions to see that if the opportunity was there, would you be dateable or not? We do this with everybody. So, either answer this or that, one way or the other. You don't have to provide any context, but it's great if you do. And we will see if you're dateable. If you're dateable. That's right. Is there like a scoring system here? Or uh, it's all how up am it's I being, being aggregated in the head the whole time. I appreciate you asking how yeah. you're been gonna be graded. Yeah. You have no idea. I like to know how to win, guys. Oh gotcha. Yeah. Understood. Question number one. Would you rather have no friends or no internet? No internet. Ever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you value your friends over their fake friends online yes. kind of stuff. She awesome. said that with a like, "How dare you?" Yeah, ask that was me good. That, that was like this indignant thing. <laughs> okay. Would you rather be the subject matter of gossip or not not talked about at all? 
Not talked about at all. Nobody even mentions Megan ever. You don't matter. You don't exist. Flying in the background. Okay. No idea. Under the radar. Okay. Would you rather be able to detect any lie you hear or get away with telling any lie you want to? Probably get away with lies because if I could detect all the lies that I hear, I'd probably become very disenchanted <laughs> say, yeah, with, say with, with humanity. humanity yes. <laughs> yes, I would cry myself to sleep. So every you day. want to save yourself and just keep all that. That's to correct. Self preservation. Okay. I like that. What yeah. was that movie um, with Ricky Gervais where everybody they, oh, that the, you can't tell a lie? Yeah, the truth about something or other. I remember it, that was your. I don't know if you've seen it. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. They're walking down the street and a guy will shake his hand and be like. You look really fat today. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> and there was no, <laughs> and he, I think he was the only one in the world who could lie, mm-hmm. which made him the most powerful man in the world. It was, oh. it was an interesting subject. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Would you rather not put on makeup again? Not that you're wearing any. I can't even tell. Uh, or not look at yourself again. So you never get to see yourself in a mirror or what you look like. Like Dracula. Or you have to drop all, all falseness of makeup. Probably no makeup. Okay. I don't think you need it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to generalize, but... Thank you. Uh, that was very kind. Uh, <laughs> would you rather create history or delete it? I guess like... Delete it is well, pretty powerful. De- yeah, but creating could be too. You want to get rid of World War II? Or very, you want to yeah. start... You know, by deleting, are we saying that we could erase something that happened? Yeah. Cre- uh, yeah. Create, a, create a life-changing event or you could take away a life-changing event. I think create. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Because at this point, we can use history to... Hopefully not make the same, hopefully not create the same mistakes that we have in the past. You are intelligent. That is a very <laughs> well thought out thought. This is as much a serious question as the last question. <laughs> oh boy. Would you rather eat a can of dog food or cat food? Mmm, with a fork. I'm going to say, <laughs> gosh, you guys, I'm going to say um, cat food because I feel like the cans are usually smaller. Oh, I like that's the way logical. that she thinks through these, yeah. I got into, like, proteins and things. Well, I kind of want to know what brand it was, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't ask. I don't we actually know. We, yeah, don't, you have we don't make decisions on brands. We don't give anybody that happiness here at Absolute BS. Right. Yeah. What is a more, the more culturally profound country, North Korea or South Korea? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. That seems a little biased. Okay, <laughs> can I just take a little trip here? Yeah. So when I tell people I'm from Korea, yeah. quite often they will look at me and say, North or South. Yeah. And quite often I will laugh out loud because people don't get to leave North Korea. Ever. If you ever Babies meet if you ever meet someone from North Korea, They're most lying. likely no, most likely they escaped into China and then were able to come over somehow. But people are basically locked inside that country. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess that's just something that yeah. I know in my head that other people don't and I shouldn't think it's such a Is that culturally about. profound though, more than South? No. No, it's not. So you say South Korea is more culturally profound. Yeah, because there's been more freedom for expression and developing culture and carrying it on. They give back to the world. I'm sorry to put you in that position. I'm happy that people haven't been asking you about (laughs) East and West Korea. (laughs) That's that's really. (laughs) I'm so happy. But what about Central Korea? Are we going to talk about that? Is there a Central Korea? That's a hot area. Yeah, it's about five feet wide. That's a militarized zone or whatever. Yeah. Would you rather release your internet history to the world or your best friends? That's assuming you have any best friends with all your Hallmark movies. I mean, that'd be pretty rude to release your best friends. I know, but what if yours? But I don't know if I want to give up mine. (laughs) It'd be so embarrassing to release yours, though. Come on. Maybe it's not. I don't know. know. Maybe you're just, you know, you're on I'm going to throw the best friend on the bus. You're going to do that. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. I've often thought of, yeah, like. 
I mean, you two would totally give up each other before you give up your spouse, I don't wouldn't know. You? you know what? 100%. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Well, thanks, man. That's yep. awesome. Okay. No problem. Uh, would you rather have your parents go through your text messages or your employer? My All employer. Okay. Mm, yeah, my employer. I, okay. I've got a great relationship with my boss. Oh, okay. He All could right. look my text messages. I don't care. <laughs> you guys, I don't send anything salacious generally via text right. anyways. Be salacious, because but maybe you're... you're Mooing with some date or something like Moo-mooing? that. I don't know what everybody. What is that? Whatever. I don't know. I was is, trying to think of some little French thing, thing or whatever. You said mooing. Okay. All right. Would you rather slow dance with Justin Bieber or Eminem? Bieber. Really? Yes. Because he's short. No, he's so cute. Is is he? Yeah, I mean, he's is a little he weird, but he's, he's, I just saw this. He's he has like, like a major little... acne problem, and that's too bad for anybody. But apparently. Like it's wildly commercial? out of control, and there was something on the news where like he looks like like he's a teenager. Why is moment. that on the news? I don't. It was on, it was on one of those entertainment sites, those websites I go that? to. Why are you looking at that? Because that's how I'm so good with entertainment. Oh my goodness! Stuff. We need to take away your internet and give you all your friends. I mean, you know, Justin Bieber feels like a like a ten year old with a lot of tattoos. Like I don't need to. That's creepy to me. He is he's like a little baby. He's not ten anymore. I know, though. He's, like he look, he's got a baby face. All right. Mm. Would you rather spend two months in jail or two months in a nursing home? Are, is she in the nursing home or is she support? Like, yeah, I was gonna say, are you in? Are you, yeah, like, what's the nature are of you, my... uh, a convict and a, a uh, uh, patient? Patient or no? I'm just gonna say no. You just walk, have to walk into one and, and live in the world for two months, like a visitor yeah. to either. Yeah, that's weird in itself. I know. Mm. That's the point. That's a good one. This is the dateable question, though. This is uh, the this is the lynch. Really, She's really rocking right in the middle someday, right now. So someday, some guys gonna be like, you know what? You had me in nursing home. <laughs> you had me in nursing home. What a great wow! What a great I think pick that's awesome. Line. You had me. At nur- so are you saying nursing home then? I think so. Okay, I think that's yeah, good. Jail would be very interesting. To listen, either to place, about. you're gonna pick up a lot of interesting stories. Exactly. Would you rather have your body age or your face age? Only one of those two. The other stays. Wherever you want it to be. That's so hard, you guys. I'm a very active I person. I, think, I like to I do things. I make fun of my wife all the time. That's to give you a little more time. I make fun of my wife all the time that uh, she goes, oh, you're looking pretty old these days, Brass. Like, thank you. I love you, too. Yeah, baby. Wow. But, but I'm like, listen, but you're going to look the same until you're 85, and then you will hit an Asian wall, and then you'll look like you're you look 150 like you're 100. years old. Yes, that's that exactly Asian correct. skin again. See? I'm that's not exactly incorrect correct. about that. You all that hang on for... Happens. Why is that, by the way? I don't like you must inherently know. <laughs> is there? Just I mean, seriously, D- this can you is, hear your DNA telling you the answer? This is complimentary. It'd be, it's uh, we all use moisturizing products and stuff, but you have like the supernatural ability to just. I do have some Korean skin products. Are they, are they like made with fish guts and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I don't know about fish oils that. And, it's like I think that's but racist, but I'm not. That's sure. not. I'm not trying. Very concerned about their skin. Well, is that no? Is that like a cultural thing for, for thing. really real? Like yep. oh, even yep. more than just a marketing thing that yeah, you know well, we do now. You know, now. they like carry around the parasols. If you could see Marina, I'm holding one oh, yeah, fake yeah, one in the air. Yeah. You know, they're very concerned about UV protection mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Interesting. Okay. And, well, um, and, and my wife's had to find some things that um, and makeup products that match her skin tone in Grand Rapids. Paler. Really hard to find. Paler. I don't know that that's the right usage. Mm-hmm. You can but, shut up. But you know, to to go into J.C. Penney or to Macy's and find something that matches her skin tone was really hard for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, so. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Good talk, mm. everybody. Yeah. Well, I have a final um, question. Oh, Brad's final question. Usually, yeah. the, there are two types of people in the world. There are more than just these two, but no, yeah. there are two types of people in the world. There are either Beatles fans or Elvis fans. Which one would you be? Oh, I'd be more of a Beatles you than an see, Elvis. See, everybody says that, Brad, mm-hmm. and therefore it's an we invalid question. We had an Elvis question. two, two times one, ago. We had, yeah, we did. Okay. Well, after tallying everything up, I think Megan Sals, how do you pronounce her last Saul, name? Saul, like the Saul. word all oh, with an yeah, S with in an front. S. Is it's even spelled like that. Extremely season. dateable. Oh, Very my goodness. Oh, thank I think you. we would take her into in. Yes. Cool. Well, hey, Megan, uh, thanks for that little insight into your weirdness and all that out there. You are. Thanks for ha- giving me the opportunity to expose my weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, that's you're welcome. <laughs> So, so grateful. M- moving on, I actually have more uh, truth or lies on Brad here. Oh, this okay. Is, I didn't even see this coming. Yeah, you better plan something good this for is, the next this one. This is not going to end well. Brad Lackman has lost most of his hearing in his left ear. False. Correct. You have all the hearing in your left ear. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, I have all the hearing in my ear. Okay. No matter all, right. all the weapons that I shot. And I have one final one. Mm-hmm. Brad Lackman nearly drowned saving a young child on a rafting trip last summer. Is that true, or did I make that shit up? I think you made it up. I don't know. You'll have to ask Brad. I don't recall hearing the story. Brad doesn't tell us everything. Brad, did you save a kid last year on a rafting trip? I did not. Okay. Um, But I will tell you, last (laughs) summer I did have a canoe trip. That's the one I'm referring to. Where one of my brothers fell overboard, my fraternity brothers. Yeah, there's always a little truth in the lies. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because I know some of them are listeners, but I felt like I helped a little. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was there. (laughs) You were there. I I watched. I extended it. He owes it all to you. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I, you know. Hey, Megan, do you like horror movies? No. Or you don't. You already said earlier that you don't. No. What, what's, what's your favorite kind of uh, cinema to go out to? Um, you know, I will tell you, I do love like a fast car chase scene every now and then. Yeah. I'm surprised that I've never gotten a speeding ticket on my way home from, okay, I don't really go to the movies to see Fast and Furious movies, but like that or uh, James those are Bond. Great, fun, or, dumb movies, yeah. Okay. But I when there is. disagree. You're an okay. idiot. Anyways, or like a, a Bond movie, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're like driving around the Aston Martin going so fast mm-hmm. and yada yada. I think those are kind of entertaining. Um, if I go to the movies, it's usually more of like a drama situation, but I can't do suspense very well. No. Mm-hmm. No, it makes me feel cringy inside, even like meet the parents, meet the Fockers. I cannot watch that because I just know. Ben, Even what's his name, ben Stiller. is going to do something stupid, and I can't handle sitting there watching, waiting for it to happen. See, that is fascinating, because that's like comedic cringe, like where you know the stakes are I don't goofy like it. and silly. But no, it's interesting to me that people can mm. can still equate that with like a horror cringe. I don't like awkwardness. Something. You don't like awkwardness? Mm-mm. So you don't like Borat. That's not your cup of tea. Remember Borat? I just dated myself there with that. Remember that him? pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cup of so tea. if you go to a, a live theater, you know, mm-hmm. like a stage play or something like that, and someone forgets their lines... In oh, front of you, yeah. Do you feel as uncomfortable as they do on stage? Like, do you feel do you have that sympathy, empathy, where you're like cringing because you're like, "Holy shit, this is the worst thing in the world!" Like that, because I get that. Mm-hmm. I would probably I get, get a tiny bit of that. I don't know that that's ever happened. Okay, that I've ever seen that happen. Or a person gets a lyric and a you kind of like or... will them to come up with the words and, inside <laughs> you. You're like, they're mm, like, "You can do it! I believe in you." <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, I have a question about that. Yeah, I would like to follow up, please. If you off the top of your head, top three favorite movies. Oh. Any any thought? I I just know that you know 
we've been talking a lot about theater and movies and things like that. And I want to know what kind of, well, we're going to get to the turning your crank, but theater, you know, what turns your crank for movies? What, what turns you your doing? cranks of media, movies, music? What do you like to do when you're home alone watching Hallmark movies? What movies Guys, do you watch? I'm done with the Hallmark that? movies, okay? Let's <laughs> move on from are. there. I don't all right, know that all right, we're done. Let's right. move on. Let me paint a picture real quick. It's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Light rain. <laughs> cool breeze. <laughs> Windows open. Car pulls up. Little red number. You get out. Little red number. The car. <laughs> you're Some so little old. red Corvette or something. You get out. What are you in front of? It's 9 o'clock. What kind of establishment are you in front of? Are you in front of a crappy bar? Are you oh, I'm like, club? I don't know how I'm supposed to answer this question. Yeah. Um, well, I may be in front of my condo because it's time to go home for the night. Oh, <laughs> oh nine o'clock. lady, um, Megan. It's nine o'clock and I got to get home to my cats. Uh, no, I'm a, I don't have cats. Megan, mm-hmm. being a young Asian girl in the Midwest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what's your biggest regret from high school? What'd you screw up royally? You know... When I was younger, I think based upon my need and desire to fit in and to feel like I belong, mm-hmm. I was not always nice. I mean, in some ways I, I was. Totally I was that. I was like the youth group kid and I was helpful and I played all the sports and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. But at the same time, like I I'm pretty quick with my words sometimes mm-hmm. and I was not always nice. Were you bitchy? And I regret it. Were you a little bitchy? Did um, you mean? Like I could I could just say mean things. Okay, yeah, okay. Come that's, up with mean things. That's the rather same thing, quickly. but we'll avoid the word. We got it. Yeah. Is so, it? so just, and that was a way for you to fit in oh, at the armor, time, right? Your shield. I think a little so, bit. right? Depending yeah. who you're with yeah. and what kind of reaction they're looking from you. But I hear stories once upon a time about people who call people they were mean to like 50 years later, <laughs> and they find out that person has never been able to move on with life because of what they experienced in yeah. school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some days I think. Oh my goodness! Like, is there someone out there who is, says, who you know, Megan Saul once said this thing to me, and I've never been the same oh, since. You're Gosh. concerned you're on the sniper list of some kind. Maybe, well, yeah. but if anyone's listening, who I did that to, I'm sorry. I was like you're young and the, wanting to belong, and our not twenty nice. listeners appreciate. Yeah, that. we um, I, we just had a reunion, a 25th year high school reunion, mm-hmm. and we were. Did kind you of have to apologize to everyone? No, 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 no. But we no. We, we were just dealing with getting the invites out and all that, and dealing with the people had done them the previous years and trying to get lists and we were made aware of a couple stories of a couple of our high school class who when these other people contacted them years ago to come to the reunion were absolutely like shot down and destroyed and like you know said that i it was the worst time of my life was in high school with all you people um, there's no way in hell i want to go back and you know see that group of anybody again and you kind of look back life. and go wow i remember that girl or that guy and Boy, I didn't realize that that was really it's still hanging out over there 25 years later. So mm-hmm. I think that's a yeah, it's a very yeah. real, real thing. Well, so, and I can remember stories for myself too of being bullied or people being mean to me. Or let's face it, I mean, I did look different. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, I, I was different. So, so what's out. the what's the most challenging part of being single in Grand Rapids? Mm. Um, you oh. know, it's getting better. You know. And it's, I will say, oh, what's wow, okay. it, and, yeah, and not being, two parts. Yeah, two parts. and not being, I mean, I don't know what your age is, but you're not 22. Right. And, and you're not, you know, 50 right now. So you're in that place, late 30s, something like that. How is, the, how hard is that? We can't tell, by the way. 
We can't. We have no idea. <laughs> By the way, from the rationale earlier, you could be eighty-five. You could be, you know, or you could be nineteen. <laughs> seventy-four guys. Se- wow, 74. A, a beautiful seventy-four. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, our community is getting better about this, but I think the hardest part is people believing that there's something wrong with you because, and maybe there is, let's be honest, there might be a lot of things wrong with me, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, our community here, it's, you know, we've come from a tradition where people get married sort of young, right? And mm-hmm. then um, have kids and do all that thing. And that's great. And I mm-hmm. love that. And I have a lot of friends who fall in that category and that's excellent. But my path has taken me to do a lot of different things. Um, when I think about the organizations that I get to be a part of and the efforts and the initiatives um, that I've got to be on the ground floor of that have required a lot of my time and energy, I feel really grateful that I've been able to be a part of those things. Um, does it sometimes get old being single? Yeah. Like I'm forever scrounging up plus ones for the events I go to and mm-hmm. stuff. And Hallmark the, movies. Hallmark movies. I don't invite people to that. <laughs> I don't say you invite them. Shame but and misery. Oh my gosh. So. I should have never disclosed that. No, I love it. I love yeah, it. Everyone's going to come up to me now with like Hallmark I like the scrounging one, uh, one plus ones for events. I see you out and about at events sometimes. And yeah. Well, and I'm learning to just go by myself as well. Oh yeah. No, right. Yeah, and know that. I do that a lot. Wherever I go, because I've been fortunate to have jobs where I can network a lot, I'm going to know someone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see people there. So, yeah, that's um, cool. Well, at the risk of sounding maudlin, that's another word. Look it up. Maudlin. Can you spell that for us? M a u d l i n. You're kind of cool out there Thank in the world. You. From what I know of you, professional, I've golfed. We've golfed, golfed mm-hmm. before and stuff like that. You are a fun person in general and naturally. And so, whatever you're experiencing out there. It's not you. <laughs> I totally don't nice. think it's you. I think you were, well, we said with those questions, you're infinitely dateable. Thank you. Yeah, and we are the empirical answer. So let's see here. Well, we didn't. You never covered your music kind of stuff, though. What What do you uh, What do you get down to? Yeah. So I'm kind of into show tunes right now. Oh, that's awesome, awesome. though. We're I both know, busy. and I'm not trying to just play off Joanne and Courtney and the others who've been here, but like the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sing it real loud in my car. I'm obsessed with this song that Ben Platt and Lin-Manuel Miranda do together. It's a mashup of You Will Be Found and The Story of Tonight. So one song from Dear Evan Hansen and one Mm -hmm. from Hamilton. And they sing it together. And it's amazing. Mm. I make everybody listen to it when they're riding in my car. I'm like, oh, hold on. You're going to love the song. And then people look at me and they probably don't love it. I'm that annoying a friend who occasionally (laughs) will text you a link to a song or a YouTube video yeah, that I think you should this. like. Yeah, okay. And people on the other side are probably like, well, this you, doesn't resonate with me at all. When you trap thanks? people in your car, you can do anything. Right? At least for those few minutes. I think Play so. anything you'd like. So what I, so I remember seeing The Greatest Showman, and it is, you know, a, it's a good movie. I mean this in the best possible way. It's very, it's very simple and light, but it, it hit people. It hit me as well. I love it. I think it's a great... It's a great, fun movie to watch because you can just lose yourself and then sing like a moron and all that. But it's not really deep and it's not really accurate. But yeah, there's something about that soundtrack. And I remember watching it when when that the the, the woman he has an affair with sings the first time. Oh yeah, and never I had that enough. cranked up in my theater. Oh, Holy the, the, shit! I the was redhead like, opera. Lady yeah, I was like mm-hmm. had chills. And his reaction watching her, I was just like awesome. And that mm-hmm. song is probably my favorite one. I also like the one with the real wife mm-hmm. um, sings her song about uh, being left behind because he's always on the road. Oh, and that just makes it's beautiful. Yeah. My daughter loves that whole dance song on the roof where they're on oh, the yeah, edge yeah. of the roof dreams. and the million, million dreams. dreams. Yeah. She just it's sings just that all the time. Um, so it was a great movie. And I'm constantly in awe of Hugh Jackman, who is as much 
a musical character like that as Wolverine. Do you know he <laughs> and is, how awesome that is? He's out doing that right now. He's on stage in theater doing right? songs. I think he's doing like songs. So one other thing about Hugh Jackman that I really love, I follow him on Instagram. Who and, doesn't? Yeah. What's Instagram? Oh my gosh! Stop it! Don't even listen to that. Thank you. All right. Um, he is so in love with his wife and he has a hashtag for her and it's just my Deb. Mm. Her name's Deb and it's like my Deb and he just, just loves her to bits. Would you like like to have a hashtag? No. From your husband someday? No, actually no. That would be like, no. (laughs) My Meg. No. My Meg. My Sal. No, I think it's cute for other people. Just not for me. Just not for me. But cute for other people. Do as I say, not as I do. That's correct. Pulls it off. That's correct. totally does. Mm -hmm. Great, great. So. it's cute. Do you have any questions for us, then, Megan? Uh, I might. Can we say that again? Saul. Thank you. That's great. What's yeah. your middle name? Sue. <laughs> Megan Sue well, you, Saul. That's, when that's, you, when that's you say it like cute. that, people are gonna people are gonna want to make fun of <laughs> Megan Sue. Sue. Yeah. Right, so gonna... there there are some people in town who have nicknames for me. Um, mm-hmm. I have some roommates. I used to live with another girl named Megan, so I was Megan Sue, and mm-hmm. she was just Megan because she lived there first. So first, yeah, she got there's to always use a just her name. Order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a certain friend who calls me Magpie. Well, um, he's the only one that gets to do that. Like Magpie, but just Magpie. But then Starbucks came out with their own brand of like Pop Tarts, and they were actually called Magpies, and I was like, what? Wow, dare they? Hold on to that. Where's my well, check? Do it's I get some royalties yeah, from that? Right? Yeah, that's what I really want in life. Anyways, um, yeah, gentlemen, I want to know, I mean, you're both really accomplished individuals and wow. you do a lot in the community and you, um, you know, you've got kids and all this stuff. What is one thing that you still hope to accomplish in life? Well, that's a very good question. Ooh. My earlier goals was to be on a podcast, but now I've kind of crossed well, yeah, that bridge. Bucket list checked off. Um, I would like to write something that kind of gets past my lifetime. You know what I mean? Something that people would read past me. So like a, Leave a poem legacy or, or a, just talk about a physically short writing? story? Not even close to a poem. No. no, but this is a writing, like literally writing something. This isn't a legacy in a building or something like that. No, no, no. Kids. A, no, I would like to write something. No. Uh, probably, uh, you know, like a fiction, a story, something like that. I would love to take the time in life to be able to do that as a one time in my life. Do that. I, I've. I feel like that's a, some creative thing that hasn't been done in my life. Is there like is there a certain message or um, lesson that you want to convey in this writing? Uh, I'd like it to be surprising and um, adventurous. Oh, that's vague. It, uh, well, I, I haven't gone down the path yet, gotcha. but I just know that I'd like to do that someday. Okay, that's yeah. nice. I used to think my dream job would be to write commercials. Like, that would be the greatest thing that I would ever want to do. But I'm kind of past that. I know I have a podcast, so. Yeah. Steve? I, I Good answer. I have had a long, long many years uh, since going back to Grand Rapids. I have not been the had the best adult life in the last 10 years. Just with uh, divorce is. And uh, just, you know, just making your way in, in the world today. Takes, takes everything, everything you got. got. So, yeah. uh it's been it's hard for me right now to have a barometer about what I should be doing because I'm still dealing with the fallout of things that are done, if that makes any sense. Like trying to run the business, trying to stay as in touch and in tune with the with the community as much as I can. Raising a badass daughter. Raising a daughter I think is gonna be super badass and but um I'm still feeling fallout from my 
problems. So you know, your stuff, radar so isn't deep yet. I, I can't just... look forward. I'm just trying to hold on right now okay. in a lot of senses. Right now, I can say the best thing I want to leave in the world is a daughter that got through all this. Mm. And that none of that's going on right now is going to take anything away from her. And I think that's... Uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say something about, like, you know, before... You end your you, you get to the end of your life. You want to have this beachside bar that you're like, you know, running yeah. hilariously. Well, in the Bahamas or something. I do, I do. I, I got to mentally get to that point though in a couple gotcha. more years. No, ultimately, I would love to have a bar in the B, BVIs. Oh. and be that guy who's you know everybody comes down there uh, each season to see, and I weigh a hundred more pounds and I got a Hawaiian you know shirt on and a big Santa but beard. Hawaiian shirts are made to cover up at least a hundred pounds. I know. Well, yes. I think that would be, and everybody knows my name, and they come specifically down there to see me. That, that white haired guy, remember Steve's him? Place. Yeah. Steve's place. Yeah, I would call yeah. it something silly like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, we'd all get together and be like, oh, when are you going to Steve's place Steve's this year? Oh. oh, I think I'm going the week of the fourth. How about you Damn, guys? Damn, that would yes, right? Right. Oh, okay. Now I, you've solidified my dream. See, that's good. You got to hold something out. Thanks. That, that is well. That is my stick out there. My, what about you, care. Megan? Yeah, we're gonna throw that right back. You actually there. have the power to do things in the world, though. As Brad just do makes all buildings, us, and I just make dumb videos. So. As you guys, no, no. Okay, so, um, so there's a lot of things that I want to do. Actually, one thing I am going to accomplish next uh, March because I've just made some plans. I want to visit all of the continents. Nice. And I have just booked some plans to um, check the last two off my list. So which are two are, are you still missing? Uh, South America and Antarctica. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of reason to go to those. Um, I've heard. Aside from sheer beauty I've and been the to natural South world. I've been there. It's very beautiful. Yeah. I saw birds. Yeah. Um, I also signed up. I'll say this out loud so everyone can hold me accountable. Oh, yeah. I signed up for the Traverse City Half Ironman next oh, August. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you do that. On purpose? Yeah, you yeah are, you I'm are an idiot, fit. basically. So here's here's the thing. I will do just about anything if it means I can be social. So I have a group of friends who all signed up for Traverse City, and they said, come on, Megan, you've always said you want to do a try. Now, probably like a sprint triathlon. Mm-hmm. And they said, we can all train together, and we'll help you, and we'll teach you, yada, yada. And again, I just want to belong and I like community, so I said, Aww. yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So, Megan um, Sue needing to belong. I love that. Well, we Aww. all do, don't we? Oh, I, yeah. Okay. I mean, we all have sad moments, right? I actually, yeah. I have this great counselor in my life. I like to talk about this so that other people feel like they can talk about it. I have this great counselor in my life. And Is she, a counselor like a therapist? Yeah, therapist. Okay. Sorry. Yep. She's teaching me how to do feelings. I grew mm. up in a family that didn't do feelings, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a lot of West Michigan. It is totally. Whether it's the Catholic or the Dutch or all, mm-hmm. all these ethnic or, or religious things, yeah. it's not a lot of feelings. Yeah. From the earlier generation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So mm-hmm. I'm learning how to do them, and how it's do, how hard. How does one do feelings? Oof. It's, I eat mine, so I want to know what you know, the opposite is. Yeah, a lot of it is just um, being willing to sit with the feeling and not just run past it or through it or by it. So one thing that I do... I have all these little word pictures for these things I have. Mm-hmm. One of them is I have a gratefulness island. So when I experience pain or sadness or today we talked about despair. I saw mm-hmm. April mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of feeling those emotions, I go to my gratefulness island and I start thinking about all the things I have to be grateful for. So I shouldn't be sad or I shouldn't huh. be um, feel despair or these other things. And I just mm-hmm. push them aside. Case in point. Uh, in, I don't know, like five years ago, I was on vacation in Paris. Mm. Beautiful trip. Two days in, I'm on the train back into town from the Palace of Versailles. 
some random man exposes himself to me in a very gross way on a train, and then it wasn't a pleasing way. <laughs> Is there like <laughs> I a, think that's a very gross? Mobile. That's hilarious. As opposed that you said to that. the pleasing yeah. way. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, a man exposed himself to me um, in a very unpleasing way. Thank not you. like a basic instinct way. That's it correct. was a little different. It wasn't tantalizing. I, I did not like it. Um, and then when I got off the train, I was sitting in Starbucks writing postcards, and mm. a tiny child um, stole my phone. Wow. And I was two days into my trip. Yeah, that's a good day. So, you know, I'm feeling a little distraught mm. about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought to myself, Megan, it's your own first world problems that you're on vacation in Paris with an iPhone. Suck it up. You're going to have a great trip. Man, nice. I applaud you for doing that. I'd still be pissed. But but that's my grateful sign. I probably could have taken a few minutes to mm-hmm. think, oh, man, this is a bummer. It was not right for that man to do that to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. But instead, I just pushed through it and was like, oh, no, just rise above. Just don't even go there. Rise above. Don't feel those feelings. Just move so along. So wait a minute. So let me clarify the gratefulness island. So you mm-hmm. ate your feelings. You pushed through them. You said, I'm, I'm not going to dwell mm-hmm. on, I'm not going to bask in the filth of this emotion right now. Well, I think I'm that she's realizing the emotion on her island and then living with it and then moving on and, and comparing. No, I, I don't acknowledge the feeling. You don't? No, I don't acknowledge the emotions. I mean, maybe for like a split second. That's what you used to do. Now you are. Now you are. Yeah. Okay. So now, but the, but the way you said it is interesting because oh, it's almost I'm like sorry. doing the same thing where you acknowledge it, but then you put it over side. You acknowledge it, then you eat it. <laughs> yeah. And you replace it with another one. I acknowledge it long enough to know that I don't want to feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go pick some other things that will make me happy so I don't feel those feelings. Oh, interesting. Nice. It's not nice. It's like. Well, no. Yeah. How are we supposed to answer this? Where are you in your journey? Oh, in my journey? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm still learning. Okay, okay. Still learning how to do feelings. Well, hey, Megan. Good. Good for you. Thank you. It's very interesting. Thank you. I can't unsee that man in the train in Paris. Oh, I can't. Guys. That's uncomfortable. Brad and I are allies to you right now with whatever this is. Okay, but can I tell you something? Yes. After that happened, I literally thought to myself, did I do something really? that made him think I wanted to see that? And I said that to a, a, a man friend when I got mm-hmm. home, and he looked at me and he goes, Megan, you couldn't ever do anything that would warrant a man yeah, doing that in front say, of you. And I point. thought, how busted am I if that's what I thought? Well, it's an interesting take on it. Yeah, there's, I mean, I don't, there's uh, short of holding up a sign that says I'll give $5 to the first guy who exposes himself to me. Right. There's pretty much nothing you can do, but you shouldn't feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. Like, you like shouldn't you have did, survivor you know? guilt from yes, the penis that was thrown in your face. I know, but, that, but that's one thing that went through my head, which made me think, okay, what kind of society and how ingrained, what mm-hmm. kind of messages have I been accepting mm-hmm. if that's something that comes to mind after a situation like this happens? Yeah. Ugh. You know, we had a previous guest who didn't tell the story on air, but um, she... And her husband were in Spain and were attacked by a naked man. And Must be what? Some it's thing. Europe. Yeah. I don't know. This oh, is I know crazy. Who this is. Yeah, and, you know, it's Courtney. She talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney's <laughs> husband Courtney. was like enwrapped in, in, in this naked yeah. guy who was obviously very strong yeah. and <laughs> holding Nick yeah. like until he couldn't leave. And, and Courtney was just screaming. She wouldn't even go to help. Just screaming. It was great. We're going to move on to one last little segment because I have something to do tonight. Okay. <laughs> So um, I you're gonna go home I and watch go. Hallmark movies. Oh, I'm gonna go to a restaurant opening tonight, so no Hallmark movies. Oh, um, so fun! I know about this one. Yeah, so um, we're gonna do the wheel bucket of controversy. Oh, controversy. Everybody already knows what this is. We have three Woo. three topics left for you that you have to 
walk your way through. You can be siding for it, against okay. it, whatever. Okay, I'm so, ready. So let's have you pick the one of the three remaining numbers here, and let's see where you turn up. Okay, you've picked number 10, which is... The best one? No, I think it's actually very appropriate. It's uh, the struggles, trials, and tribulations of being a young Asian woman in the Midwest. <laughs> now, Brad and I are not qualified to talk about this at all, but uh, I'm just kidding. It's what is not. number 10? 10 was uh, an It is actually this idea of fake news and the bias that we all share towards our own news. Does that make sense? What we want to believe. What we sure. want to believe and what we're forced to deal with out in the world right now as far as fake news and who's telling the truth and what real truth is and real lies and all that. Mm. Yeah. Kind of appropriate with all the truths and lies about you earlier tonight, Brad. Yeah. Because I made her believe some of them just by the way I said it. This is very topical. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Fake news. What do you even think of that word to begin with? Yeah. So I'll tell you one of the things... Um, that again I've talked about with my therapist I saw her twice and she looked at me and she goes I think you're grieving the loss of certainty mm-hmm. and I said holy moly I think you're right and so if you think about a world today right for many of us um, we've known what the parameters are it's like I even said earlier I want to know how to win this game what are the parameters yeah, oh, right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so we want to know or maybe we've grown up with very clear parameters very clear um, rules about how it is that we live life and how how we achieve and how we succeed and all these things. Well, it, these days it seems like all the things that we thought were true and right and whatnot are just disappearing or they're getting well, turned the on their head. keep moving. Like, right. And so, and so what do we do with that and how do we exist within that and how do we make decisions? Um, I think we also live in an age, I just listened to, do you guys ever listen to Hidden Brain? Yes. That, okay. So they have one about outrage. And they talk about how it's not enough to just have an opinion about things anymore. You have to be outraged um, on one side versus the other. And mm-hmm. how this has become a normal part of our society and it's pervasive when we, we have conversations. Mm-hmm. People, you know, it's not just, well, I don't know if I agree with that. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad about this and I can't handle it. Well, and yada, they, yada. they have an expectation that you should be outraged. Right. You can't just be, I, d- I disagree. Yeah, or I just don't care enough or I have other things in my yeah. life to worry about. Yeah. So I think it's really challenging. I don't have children. You have children. But as we continue to try to raise good humans and teach them the skills for good, sound decision making and whatnot, you know, if we can't tell them if there's any truth out there or not, and they just continuously have to think through these ambiguous words and stories that come at them, how how do we teach people to approach that, to deal with that, to navigate that? I think it's really hard. And also, you know, I think this whole idea of news that we all have to respond to, I think people expect us to have an opinion about everything. Mm-hmm. And like you said, everything. there's some things that I don't have enough information about. Mm-hmm. And even if I did get all the information, I'm using air quotes, how do we even know that that information yeah. is correct, that it's there, right? Literally the news today, two different truths of everything, just right. the way somebody spins something. There are lit- you. You would watch something and say, that's the truth. And then you could turn right around the other side and see something that's a converse idea to that idea, mm-hmm. but it looks like the truth Absolutely. the other way. And then which one, you know, who, who, who wins in that? So do we then, therefore, teach our children uh, to be have a better filter? Well, I think what's happening is that's why we're getting louder. That's why the outrage is happening is because now the only way to discern the truth is by how many people believe one side over the other. And if their voices are louder, they're going to beat you into submission. We're replacing truths i think with a lot of um emotions we're adding emotion to something that should not have a you know emotion a lot of the time in it well using that as the weapon 
there are famous uh, stories on news anchors and news news groups back in the from the 50s, 60s, 70s who took a lot of pride in being so uh, even keeled Keel, yeah. that no one knew their po- they didn't know how they voted they didn't know anything about these people but they were just delivering information and now there were only like two or three maybe at earlier points just one place to get that news mm-hmm. so you almost didn't know if it was biased or not because it was one source all the time but they took a lot of genuine pride in being very much almost yeah. boring to the yeah. level yeah. of factual. It's just news. Yes, it, it is. And now we have company-run you know, news stations that are run by specific individuals that are either side of the coin you fall on or spinning their own stories the one way you want them and creating these little armies all over the country that will you, die on the, the hill of what they heard on a news channel. One do you night. think that there could be right now a 24-hour news station made up brand new that just did news the old way, where it was like so boring and so factual nope. that you could fill up 24 hours and people would watch. Nope, someone's got to pay for it. And they're going to have the opinion that's going to win at the end. Well, and I also think in the information age, there's too much to cover, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have access and knowledge about everything. And so we get all these snippets, but are people actually taking the time to thoroughly cover and to thoroughly uncover all of all of the details or information or data about certain things. And at some point, right, we as individuals need to demand better. You know, I I get involved in a lot of conversations around policy and how are we going to handle this and how are we going to solve that. Um, but so many of these issues that we're dealing with just come down to individual actors like us or individual people just choosing better for ourselves, for the people around us, for our communities, right? And it's all of our individual actions that equal change. And I know that sounds really simplistic, but one thing I tell people about is when it comes to voting, um, you know, we have people who stand up in front of us and say, in two years, I'm going to do this. In four years, I'm Mm going to overhaul this. Well, reality is a lot of the change that we need to see is generational and it's going to take time. But we're very unwilling, I think, to elect people on 20, 40, 60 year plans, mm-hmm. right? And with term limits, that's impossible to do anyways. Oh, yeah. yes. So when do we start showing up and demanding better, um, demanding different, asking people, okay, this thing you're telling me sounds nice, but how are you actually going to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we have to take more of a long-term approach. Um, I was at a mobility summit that um, DGRI or um, Grant City Grand Rapids did. And they talked about going over to Japan and how their public works people there have 100-year plans for capital improvement projects. (laughs) Like, that's how long they're planning things out. Mm -hmm. And we can't even get decent roads in Michigan. Like, who's – are we thinking for the long term? Are we making decisions that way? You know, how do we start changing that paradigm? And that that community living in Japan for, you know, eight years, I mean, they think that way a lot because they've been around for 3,000 years, too. We are just a baby yeah. as a country, yeah. and and not only that, but very reactive in our planning and things like that. So it's in their culture to think that long. You know that's why they have fifty year mortgages on their houses in Japan, mm-hmm. and not hmm. hey we have a five year balloon. Yeah. Get hey. your new house. You know stuff. Like, Zero money down. You get screwed. <laughs> that's right. Next year. No, that's a that's a very interesting aspect there. Megan, thank you for that. That was profound. Oh, well, okay. I'll receive that. That's all right. fine. All right. I'll, I'll receive. receive that. Thank you for mm-hmm. receiving what I'm giving mm-hmm. to you yeah, okay. and then processing and all that. Well, I will say you have been a uh, uh, a delight to thank talk you. to. You were digging um, for that. It's funny that you used all the good words and then you just said delight. crapped out on the... Well done, sir. 
No, Megan, thank you very much for uh, talking with us today. Um, as always, it's wonderful to hear stories from people and get to know them a little bit better. And I certainly get to know more things about you. Um, I will say this, though. When you go out in the world tonight, tomorrow, this weekend, just keep being you. You're pretty awesome. You guys. Super smart, and it's going to change the world. That's all I have to say. Thank you. I'm just saying thank stay you. away from Very the Hallmark kind. stuff. It's a, it's yeah. a deep hole. That's going to haunt me forever. Yep, yep. That, yep. May, be, forever. that may be. That was the saddest part of this whole. <laughs> I'm really fine. Really. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You know, people say that when they're addicted to Hallmark. I, yeah, I shouldn't have used the word fine. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a Hallmarker. Mm, shoot. That's what it is. Well, thank you much. Okay, thank you guys. It was super fun. Commentary you didn't ask for and a podcast you don't need. Absolute BS with Brad and Steve. That was absolute BS.